after 3.8. Another Super Bowl record. The first refrigerator to score. <laughs> and the largest running back ever to score a touchdown. And this probably the last play of the game. Walter Payton, Mike Ditka, Hungry Chicago, finally champions on this January day in New Orleans. 46 to 10, the final. Oh, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary to you, Waddle. Two catches, 14 yards, January 26th, 1986. New Orleans, Louisiana. Is this the most lopsided Super Bowl win ever? I think it was uh, eventually beaten. Points? Yeah, I think uh, 46 Four, to 10. 49ers over the Chargers maybe beat that? Wasn't there a, like a Broncos romp to Broncos, Seahawks? What was that one? Mm, Super Bowls year by year. Here we go. Broncos, Seahawks. No, wasn't there? There was a. There was one where the Broncos got whipped by somebody. Yeah, it was Seattle, wasn't it? Seattle beat Denver forty-three to eight. Forty-three to eight. Yeah. So, so five that w- points. That was one like the first game of the play was a safety. I'm pretty sure a snap went over Peyton Manning's head, or he mishandled it, or something. San Francisco was 49-26 over San Diego. That's the one I was remembering. I was remembering like a Giants Broncos won like a fifty-five to something game with Elway. In that, in those years when Elway couldn't break San Francisco fifty-five, Denver ten. That's what I remember. That's Not four, Giants. That is the one, right? That's okay. the one. I was thinking that was. I was thinking San Diego, but you're right. It was Denver, 55 55, to 10. That's the one. So that that, was a Dallas 52 to 17, but nothing more dominant than 55 to 10. Those were the years where the Super Bowl sucked, where there was no, like, the. There wasn't much parity, like where the team that was better would just come in and they would whip the team that wasn't as good. And now all of a sudden, you know, the Super Bowls are much better. Remember how good the Baltimore San Francisco Super Bowl was? The lights went out. Didn't oh, the yeah, lights yeah. go oh, out? Yeah. We had a big... Remember, G. Greco and I had a big argument over that. Did you? I forget. <laughs> we had a huge, about what? Huge argument over about- the conspiracy theories. I, I said that... Uh, what, that I think I, I came up with that um, Jim wanted... Like, had someone turn the lights out. <laughs> that was your take? Was this that like, Jim had the lights turned out? Don't you in? remember after the lights went back on? Like, they rallied, didn't they? Like, to stop the momentum. Don't even remember, to be honest with you. Like the, 34-31, the final there. Yeah, it, it was fantastic. Oh, there were so many good ones. I, I think it kind of started with the Rams-Titans, where Rams-Titans wasn't supposed to be that good, and it was good. 23-16. And like, uh, there, and Followed by Baltimore 34, Giants 7. That was bad. I was, at, I, I was at that game. Then you had New England 20, St. Louis 17. That was good. Remember when Tampa... Boat raced Oakland. Remember when the the center for was it Barrett Robbins yes. from the Oakland Good Raiders? Recall by you uh, went to Tijuana. Yeah, it was in San Diego. Disappeared into Tijuana. Then New England thirty two, Carolina twenty nine. Good game, high powered. New England twenty four, Philadelphia twenty one. Mm-hmm. Terrell Owens playing on like a broken foot, right? I think so. Pittsburgh twenty one, Seattle ten. It also go dating back to the other one about the T O. 
That's where Donovan McNabb was throwing up at the end, and T.O. threw him under the bus. Okay. Remember that? Yes. Like on the last drive? Yes. And then, of course, in Miami, the Colts beat the Bears 29-17. Rex Grossman, bad uh, interception late. Um, so it, here's Defense my, wins championships, yeah. right? So, Rex Grossman versus Peyton Manning? Yes. Uh, 46-10. to 10. 37 years ago on this day. They say you always remember your first. For me as a Chicago sports fan, that was my first championship. I was 13 years old. Um, I was a freshman in high school at Niles North. I'll never forget, we waited in line uh, at 14 years old, not 13. I was 14 years old, freshman in, in Niles North. Waited in line the next day, Marshall Fields, to get a sweatshirt, Super Bowl championship sweatshirt. Um, and, and, and it was absolutely glorious. It was such a, a, a – it had everything, that team, because it was filled with characters. It was probably the best defense to ever play. And it was the first time in my lifetime a Chicago sports team had won a championship. Like, before that, it was the 1963 Bears, and that was long before I was born in 1971. But for a lot of people listening, and a lot of people who listen are Tyler's age, who's, what are you, Tyler, 25? 25, yep. Charlie, Charlie's how old 23. Are you? 23. 23. Neither one of them showers on a consistent basis. We have, we have, we have people who listen who are in college. We have, you know, some high school. We have a lot of people who listen who are in their 30s who weren't born. If you mention the 85 Bears to these people or that that Super Bowl season, they basically look at you and call you an old person. Yeah, boomer. Yeah. You know, and it's just, um, and it's like you're holding on to this thing. You're holding on to Ditka. You're holding on to the 85 Bears. Stop Bears, like the Saturday Night Live skit. But there was so much that was unique about that group, as you just said, that I understand why it had traction. Yeah, I mean, uh, some of the best times of, uh, of your sports fan life, simpler times, all the connections you had with your relatives who may not be around like 37 years ago. And the people who are younger, you'll, you'll experience it. You blink and 37 years go by quickly. So for a lot of us, it still feels like it was yesterday. But I also get. Why someone who wasn't around or may have been four and not remembered it under that we're hanging on to this. Yeah, we're hanging on to this and we celebrate this. And it's like, all right, like when when is enough going to be enough? When are we going to stop celebrating this? Kind of like how you look at the Sandberg game. But this is a championship. I know what you're right. this, this wasn't a, just a random game in June. Right. Right. This is an all-time, like I said, this is, every year they name the 85 Bears as probably the best defense to ever play in the and Super Bowl. I, don't, I, I think most people would agree with that. Yeah, better than the Steel Curtain Steelers. Yes. And again, from the... Better Met, than the Baltimore Ravens defense that won that Super Bowl. It, it had one of the all-time greatest players in the history of the game in Walter Payton. And it had one of the most colorful all-time players in Jim McMahon. It had one of the biggest characters to sweep the country in Refrigerator Perry, who just took the country by storm back then. If this was back in the social media, if this was social media days, like, it would have been even bigger. But those were just the days where yeah. it was the news and it was the late night talk show circuit. And he was on every one of them. Yeah. 
Um, you had the coach? Coach Ditka, you who was larger Ryan. than life. Yeah, and Coach Ditka was a, a star player on the Bears, and he came back to coach the team, and he was larger than life and so colorful. Buddy Ryan and the two hated each other, too, to make things even more full of drama. I mean, on and on and on, and Singletary, and Mongo, and Dan Hampton, and Richard Dent, and Wilbur Marshall. I mean, it was an, an, it was an incredible ride, and uh, for a lot of the year, you thought maybe they would go undefeated. And then on one fluky Monday night game, the ball bounced the way of the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. And then they won that game, the Miami Dolphins. And sure enough, they flew overnight and they recorded the Super Bowl shuffle after that loss. That's when the Super Bowl shuffle was recorded. And that went up the charts and was the number one song in the country, the Super Bowl shuffle. And it had, like I said, everything. They dominated in well, this the team inspired, playoffs. as you mentioned, a Saturday Night Live skit that was on ever so often. Like, it became a cultural thing. Yes. It was part of the, it was part of the landscape. It wasn't just a football team. It was a thing. Yes. Because of all of it the was reasons. The, that, it was yeah. the thing, yeah. again. And, and it was, like we talked in the first couple of hours today, and we were just telling you, this is the wasteland for Chicago sports currently, where we have this collective win percentage of 451. Think about, again, there was, I was 14 years old and I never saw a championship. And I didn't see a division title until I was 12 years old when the White Sox won in 83. And then the Cubs won in 84. But before that, none of the teams won. The Bulls didn't win. The Bears really didn't make the playoffs often. Until Ditka got here, you know, they won in 84. They beat the Redskins. They lost to the 49ers in 84. Then they set up the 85 team. You know, the, the Bulls weren't very good. They had Artis Gilmore and Reggie Theus. Then Orlando Woolridge. And then in 84, they got Michael. The Cubs and Sox were, were stuck in their droughts. On and on and on. You know, the Hawks were an up-and-coming team with Dennis Savard and Al Secord. Um, and uh, after they had Makita and Hull. But we're in a valley right now. Well, they were in a valley then. That's yeah. my point. So, like, in the 70s, this wasn't, it wasn't a, a, a rich time in Chicago sports either. So when the 85 Bears came along, it was, it was such an amazing time. But, again, now a lot of our young, like, the people that we talk to every day, um, the guys 25 to 54 right smack dab in the middle. This is 37 years ago for yeah. them. So the, a lot of the bulk of our audience weren't old enough to even remember. So our question to you is the 85 Bears, when we refer to them, when we talk about them, is it still the great blessing? Is it still the great thing to remember? Or is it almost a curse where it's like enough already? Let's move on to the next thing. I think it has still has some traction. It's the reason, it's a large reason why this is a Bears town, that team, and that stretch, and that run. I get it. You know, George Hallis created the league. But the fact that that team did what it did in this city and captured this city was a big reason why I think to this day, this is still a Bears town. Sean, uh, on 355, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Sean? Hey guys, what a what a great trip down memory lane! Uh, it, it that time in Chicago was one of the most unbelievable times. Not just because the team was awesome, but because how they did control 
the town. I mean, they used to break into radio stations. I vividly remember Mongo and Butthead uh, kidnapping Kevin Matthews on the air, yeah. hog-tying him, and just taking over the board. Then you've got, um, you had Mongo and, and uh, Gian Greco. Mongo used to go on his show and beat the living crap out of Gian yeah. Greco every time he said something stupid. I mean, it was just, they were, they were absolutely polarizing, larger-than-life characters. And I can't see anything bad at all about going down this lane on anniversaries or any time. I, I think it's fantastic. Yep, Sean, good stuff. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, not only were they the most dominant, but they were just this, I- I- as far as the characters, I think there were you, so many of them. And you mentioned earlier, like, this team could have never existed in today's environment with regard to social media and everything like that. Part of what made them so great was is that they were able to do a lot of what they did in some form of anonymity. Because the camera, while it was on them, it wasn't on them in the manner in which the camera is on you today. Like social media, they I don't know how that team would have reacted if, in fact, social media was part of the landscape. Well, McMahon would have hated it. But yes. like it would have made Fridge even bigger, is what I was saying. Like... Fridge was big by just being on the news in the late night circuit. But if he had, like, if that could have been viral, he would have been a viral sensation that year. Yeah, I know. But I think that that team, it was good that you got a glimpse of them, but you didn't get too much of a glimpse of them with social media. I think social media for that team in that era would not have been a good thing. Oh, really? I don't believe it would have been a good thing. Uh, Jarrell on the West Side, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jarrell? Hey, fellas, thanks for taking my call, and I finally get a chance to talk to Waddle. Whoa! Man, praise God! <laughs> praise God, wow. I the call go there, baby. Thank you. Thank fellas, you for calling. It is No problem. It is still a blessing, and this is the reason why. Name me one team since the Bears won a championship that became a dynasty only winning one Super Bowl. I, I can't think of none. Yeah. The Bears are a dynasty by winning one Super Bowl. And like you guys mentioned, all those characters. You can almost write a movie about it, write a book about it. Yeah, but Jarrell, they weren't, right. you, you really can't define them as a, as a, a dynasty, can you? I mean, they won no? one championship. You can't. They weren't a dynasty. That's are you the, serious? Yeah, that's the one thing that I think that, that puzzles or baffles uh, a lot of football fans the most is, is that team only did win one. Well, let me ask you a question. What do you have to do then, other than win a championship one time, for people to still talk about you? Because it's not just Chicago to still talk about the Bears. That Bears 85 team are still being brought up on all these sports shows. When they get to talk about the top defenses or a defense that can lead you to the Super Bowl, somebody's going to say, oh, they're not the 85 Bears. Nope, they're not the 85 Bears. But they say the 85 Bears. Right. That, that's the thing. Right. Like, like, there's a di- like the 49ers was more of a dynasty during that era than well, the they Bears. won so many yeah. different Super Bowls. Like I would say this, say this, Jarrell, that that defense was dynastic. Yes, like that defense was elite for how many years in a row? If they had a quarterback, they okay. would have been a dynasty. Yeah, you know, right. if the man okay. would have stayed healthy, they would have been a dynasty. But that was the like that's the curse. Like not not only is this a, a, a blessing and a curse on the story, like of some younger people wanting this to go away, Jarrell. But the blessing, the curse of the '85 Bears was the blessing is it was one of the most incredible stories ever. Yeah, the curse is. Is they only got one? 
Okay, last question. We hang up. Sure. If you if, name a team, then that you can talk about all the players besides the quarterback and the coach that won the Super Bowl. Because I don't know a team where, where after you get past the quarterback and the coach, you you can just keep going. Okay, down Jarrell, How about this? How about how about Joe Montana, Montana, John Taylor, Jerry Rice, Brent Jones, uh, Roger Craig. Uh, John Rathman, Dwight, Dwight. Well, I mean, on this team, like that, Dwight Clark was before okay. this group. Uh, Harris Barton, Charles Haley. Um, you had Tim McHire. You had um, who else? I mean, who was you say? Ronnie Lott. I mean, like you. That was that was an era of the 49ers. You're right, Sylvie. Even before then, there was a different dynasty of 49ers teams. But the one with Jerry Rice and John Taylor and Brent Jones and that crew. That that team to me was the one that that I think captured, you know, the 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 admiration of the entire NFL universe for quite some time. So fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks Jarrell. Jarrell. There you go. There's Jarrell. But We're, I mean, that you knew better than I mean. I wasn't here at the time. The defense was what was on everybody's brain, right? I mean, I get it, McMahon when he was healthy and and all that, but. How many years in a row did that? Wasn't the 84 defense even more accomplished than the 85 defense? I think it was the 86 defense. The 86. When, when Tobin came in, uh, Vince Tobin was their defensive coordinator after Buddy Ryan went to go be the head coach of the Eagles. The, the next, like, the 84 defense was good. Remember, Al Harris and I think they were talking about Todd it earlier. Bell. Al Harris and Todd Bell were on the 84 team. Right. And they went on and they surprised the Redskins and then they got kicked by the. The Niners, and do you know the story of how the fridge came to be? So in in the eighty four in the eighty four playoff game, um, Bill Walsh ran one of his linemen at the end of the game to run out the clock. Right, he I handed the ball one off. of his guards. I forget yeah. who it was. He ran the ball and it pissed Ditka yeah. off. So the next year, when the Bears beat the Niners. Ditka did that against the Niners early in the year against them, and a star was born. And then he did it against um, the Packers, and then then later in the year, he threw it to Fridge against the Packers. And then, sure enough, like only the Bears could do, turn a great thing into a controversy. They gave it to Fridge in the Super Bowl to piss off Walter Payton. So, like, it it was just a wild, wild ride. Patrick in Downers Grove wants to flip it around, too. Patrick, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up? Hey, guys. Long time. Uh, uh, long time listener. I called a couple times. Uh, and, yeah, huge fan. Listen to you, Sylvie, when you were Sylvie and Carm. Uh, but, yeah, you guys are sounding really old right now. Yeah, we are. Like We are old. Uh, well, no, but you normally don't. So I had to call in and be like, uh, like I'm 36, and I was born on the 86 side. That I didn't, I wasn't even born. So all I know is Bears losing. Uh, so I, I, I don't. We got to move past the. I mean, it's 36 years ago, we got to move on. Uh, so what you was 36? Do the quick math for me. What year were you born? 86, but I was a uh, summer baby. So what was so what was your favorite Chicago sports memory growing up? Oh, both. So like the '98 Bulls, Michael's last shot. 
Was it the the seventy? Yeah, I, and I don't I don't even remember the, like the early eighties stuff. Right. So like uh, nine, the nine, the last championship is that your? The, yeah, the, the last three P. So will uh, you, Patrick? You're thirty six years old now. In in fifteen correct. years from from now, when you're fifty one and you're my oh, age, I know what you're going to say. Are yes, you going to stop telling that story <laughs> to people you know? Of course not. I and I get it. So but I want I want you guys to like uh, like I want to talk about what wide receiver the Bears are going to draft this coming year because I'm tired of losing for the Bears. Well, and I, I totally get what you're saying. It's a totally valid point. I my nephew thinks LeBron James is the best player, so I have that debate. Uh, See, Boomer? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we've spent, like, a second talking about the 85 Bears in over a year, have we? I mean, no, no, since the last... No, no, just because just, just the anniversary. Exactly, yeah. It's, so it's, no, it's really yeah. something that, no, has, that has, I think, over the course of the last several years, become a distant memory in a lot of ways. Yeah. And there's not as much emphasis on that team as there was five, six, seven, ten years ago. And a lot of the 85 Bears have become our friends yes. you know you you played with a lot of the 85 yeah. bears and have been your friends uh but i like it's it's one of the great for me one of the great joys of my life as a 14 year old getting to watch them and then to become friends yeah. with steve mcmichael the late great dave Duerson i worked with with many years jimbo, jimbo. Culver. yeah when jimbo covert is texting me about new windows like <laughs> Jimbo Colbert's texting me about Window yeah. Nation. Like, like it's it's surreal, surreal you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, like it's absolutely. it's fun. So, but yeah, I mean, like that's what I mean. Like a thirty-six-year-old will quickly become us talking about the ninety-eight Bulls, or a twenty-five-year-old Tyler will quickly become us in twenty-five years talking about the sixteen Cubs. Yeah, them unless they maybe win the Hawks. Game. Yeah, that's the thing is you just need the the cycle to not be as distant. You need to have some continuous winning within the city, or otherwise it becomes a distant memory like or, this. Or like even if there is winning still continuously, greatness is greatness, right? Yes. Like, yeah. It doesn't matter what you'll see. Will that change how great you thought that game seven of twenty sixteen was? No, I mean, yeah that. That is one of the best games I've ever seen, just with the drama, the magnitude of the game, everything that was sort of built up to it. Like, I'll never forget that. And that is probably going to end up being my 85 Bears moment of my sports lifetime. But it's one of those things that, yeah, I get it it from the side that you're coming from, Sylvie, kind of like what Patrick was saying, how I understand because it was such a core sports memory from your youth, and it's something that you're always just going to carry with you no matter what. I think people would be less likely, obviously, to give the boomers hell for reliving the 85 team if you had a more recent championship to reference. Yes, right. They, they would they, be more they, tolerant they, of they, us old people that go down memory lane because they have their own memory. If they had their own, right. right. Yes, exactly. All right, three one two three three two three seven seven six. This is a really hot topic, so if you want to weigh in on it, we'd love to hear from you. Um, it's Waddle and Sylvie. Waddle and Sylvie are back. Are back. Follow the show on Twitter at Waddle and Sylvie and at T Waddle eighty seven. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. My buddy Jim Jones tweeting. He says, no one hates the 85 Bears more 
than people like him who are born in 1985. Of course. Yeah. Uh, 312-332-3776. We were asking uh, for the younger people to, uh, and... Just for the, you know, obviously, we're talking about it because it's the city 37-year anniversary. Today's the 37-year anniversary, anniversary, and whether it's a blessing or a curse... Uh, on all these years as we continue to remember it and everything like that. But, like, I, I was, we, we had the conversation in the car as Waddle was my Uber driver again today. We have the our uh, our, our station party tonight. Where are you going to get hammered? Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm not. Gonna, it's a Thursday. That's the my favorite drinking, drinking night of the week. Yeah. And, um, like, I was, I, like, I understand. I do understand the younger people's perspective. Like, enough of the bear stuff, like, from the old days enough and, of the and, and my response to them would be i get it fair but you should have seen that group right on I, and off the field and, and, but then like you know what checked me too from that take is when i remember the 90s bulls like i will never ever ever stop talking about how dominant Michael and that right. 90s Bulls team was. 91, 92, 93, 96, 97, 98. Never. And I, I don't care how old I am or how many years the Bulls go without winning. Left a huge I, impression like, on This you. year will be the 25-year anniversary of the 98, the last dance, last dance. And the last, last dance. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I don't care. I don't care what you think. I don't care how many times you call me a boomer. I will go down remembering that and playing those memories. So that kind of put me in check. For everyone who holds on to the greatness of the 85 Bears, I get you. Yeah, of course. You know, I get you. Um, oh, our buddy Jack's on the line. Jack in Westtown. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jack? Jack. Hey, guys. How you doing? We're good. So, a couple things, and I'll try to keep it quick. First of all, the guy you're trying to think of is Guy McIntyre. Yes, I, I, I just, Jack, I just, at the last break, I went and I wrote that down on my sheet of paper. <laughs> this is uh, Jack Silverstein, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so, you know, the question of should we move on, is it a gift or a curse? Like you guys, I, I'm never going to move on from the 90s Bulls, and I was, you know, I was alive for, for the 85 Bears. I was too young. I mean, I kind of knew what was going on, but I was too young to have any kind of real understanding of what was going on. Um, but you should never stop talking about those things. And really what needs to happen is the Bears just need to win. I mean, this is not like the responsibility of the 85 team to, like, go away or we're not right. like, talking about them too much. You know, I look at, I look at the Steelers, and – the Steelers went to a Super Bowl in 95. They went to three um, in, you know, 05, 08, 10. They won two championships. But that doesn't mean they stopped talking about the Immaculate Reception or, you know, those great Steelers-Cowboys Super Bowls of the 1970s, the four championships they won, Lynn Swan, John Stallworth, Bradshaw, that, you know, me, Joe, that, that's not the point. The point is, is that the next generation of Steelers fans – they got to win a championship, and right. they got to have that moment. You don't stop talking about Franco Harris, rest in peace, and all those guys. I mean, you just you got to have a next thing. I remember listening. Um, it was after week two, Bears Lions two thousand five. We put it on them thirty eight to six, and I remember listening to Doug and Ob after that game, and Ed O'Bradovich, who was on the sixty three team that won the title, was saying 
how he remembers guys in the Dicka team saying, we're sick of hearing about you. We're going to go win our own title. And that that was the attitude that the Lovey guys were now starting to right. take. We're no sick doubt. of hearing about the 85. So that's really what it's about. Never stop talking about 85. Never stop talking about Jordan Bowles. Win another championship. Amen to that. Beautifully said, as yeah. always, Jack. That's why we love you. Thanks for Hope calling. Hope you guys are doing well. Yeah. Take Thanks, care. There Jack. you go. There's Jack Silverstein. If you don't follow him on Twitter, you should. Look him up on uh, Twitter. No, it's the point I was making before. I think that the people are more more willing to give us hell for constantly referencing the 85 Bears because they don't have their own version of a championship Super Bowl team. Yep. Uh, our buddy Taylor in Hyde Park. Taylor, you're on ESPN 1000. What's on, what's on your mind? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up? What's up? What's up? Um, happy anniversary for 37 years of uh, losing. Um, but, but let's be clear. Um, the 85 Bears, this is what it's like. It's like the guy, the old, you know, fat, balding guy who talks about how he used to date the prom queen in high school. And then every year he brings up how he used to date that beautiful girl back, you know, 40 years ago. It is, what have you done for me lately? And the fact that I'm 37 years and we're still glorifying this one team who won one Super Bowl, I just can't get over it. And I can see glorifying the 90s because you had a run of three-peats. I can see glorifying the new age Blackhawks. They won three championships. I can see, you know, even glorifying, I guess, the Cubs because they haven't won in a 100 and something years. But the Bears team, they won one Super Bowl. And I'm so sick and tired of it. And I feel like it's like the the linchpin of like the good old days referencing, you know, those Bears that, that Bears team. And look, I just I can't sit here and, and see why it's so glor- why it's so glorifying when it's the oldest franchise and only have one Super Bowl. So I look at it as a, from the opposite standpoint and say, Well, it's just thirty six, you know, more years of losing and I don't want to be like the Cubs and have one Super Bowl in 100 years. See, I can separate the two. I can look at the organization and say you haven't won enough and also look at that specific team and be absolutely mesmerized by their defensive dominance, the characters that existed, and the year that they had and still understand why you would want to, I don't know, glorify it, but you would want to keep the memory going. It was a special team. Arguably the best defense in the history of this great sport. I will say this, though, like I've lived in all across the country and there's many, you know, teams and states and cities who might have one championship or one glorified team. And I will just kudos to, to this. That team must have been very special outside of the, the sport aspect of it, because no other city or state right. will reference those or that one team like Chicago does the 85 Bears. <laughs> I'm just kind of sick and tired of it because. They've given you nothing uh, a well, recent yeah. in the past 36 years of a lifetime, that, my lifetime, to say how great this, you know, the franchise is. But that's an organizational yeah. complaint versus looking at that team and taking out our frustration yeah, with yeah. the Bears football organization on that particular team. You know what yeah. I'm saying? No, Taylor, it's, it's good points, yeah, though. I, I, sure. I, get, I get what you're saying, uh, for sure. Yeah, I don't look at it as one guy reflecting it. I do get mad at the organization, though. I do think it's a good time to sort of reflect and say, boy, there's been how many Super Bowls and you've won one 
and only been to two? Yes. That's not good enough. That's an organizational frustration for me, but I can still separate that particular team and the overall organization. Big Stutz, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Big Stutz? Nothing much, guy. First time caller. Thanks for accepting my call. Sure. Listen, I just want to say this year, this this Bears eighty five is real special to me because, like I said, we had a dominant defense. We won the Super Bowl, and let's not forget that we are also the only Grammy nominated team in the NFL. Can anybody top that? Yeah, someone else uh, tweeted that that like. like, it, how impressive was it that not only did the Bears cut the Super Bowl shuffle after they lost to the Dolphins, but the Super Bowl shuffle was was a Grammy-nominated song? <laughs> exactly. And like I said, I play that song every time the Bears, before the Bears game start. I play the Super Bowl shuffle. You still I'm do? still part of the shuffling crew, baby. Do you play it on vinyl, or do you, do you have it now? What do you have it on? What are you playing it on? Now. Nah. I'm a digital guy, man. I'm a digital guy. All right. There you go. Thanks, Big Stats. Thanks for the call, guys. You guys have a good day and have a good weekend. You too. Bear down, baby. Oh, 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 ah, damn, I cut him off. Yeah, but uh, again, like, think about the characters on that team. Oh, yeah. And the accomplishment and the Hall of Famers and the defense. And, I mean, I get it. I understand why that team is glorified for sure. It's one of the best, it's one of the best teams. In NFL history, am yeah. I right? Yes, for a singular yes. season. Yeah, yes, it was fifteen and one, uh, and and dominant. Yes, and the way they rolled through the postseason, crushing the Giants, crushing the Rams, crushing the Patriots. Uh, speaking of the Patriots, Tim and Aurora wanted to weigh in. Uh, Tim, you're on ESPN 1000. What's on your mind? Hey guys, thanks for taking the call. I've called in before. Um, what you said a couple of callers ago in your comments is that I personally, I've been here for 20 years during the Patriot run. I've been here. I've watched you guys, the whole thing. My opinion is like the Cubs, they're not going to win again until the, until that team is sold and they get a new mindset in there from the top down, like you said, and they're going, then you're going to refresh this thing. That's, that's an opinion. I love Justin Fields. I think from a running perspective, the kid is an absolute freak. But let's face it, guys, he is not becoming a passer that he needs to be, and you've got to have both. Well, well, again, I mean, I think that that's an opinion that is shared by some people. Before I come to that conclusion, I'd like to see more from him. I think it's only fair to him to put more around him and see how he develops. With regard to them winning championships only when they sell the team, I don't know. I mean, maybe that will be the case. I am encouraged by what they've done hiring Kevin Warren. Um, hopefully right. that is step one in them doing business differently than they have in the past. And maybe they won't have to sell the franchise because going forward, they'll start making decisions like a, you know, a top level NFL franchise. Like the president will run the business like he's the owner. Correct. Right. Like and the owner will step out of the way. That's that, the way like, it should be run. Right. And I always felt that George relied too much on Ted and Ted didn't know enough. And didn't know that he didn't know enough to make decisions, when to step out of the way, when to step in the way, when he needed to step in the way. And hope I think Kevin Warren does. I would buy that, and maybe that will be the case. I would buy that line of thinking had they remained status quo. I'm open to a different line of thinking now that they've decided to go outside the family to give the power the majority of the power of the organization to somebody that's not a McCaskey or it's not Ted. It's when it's this is when it's accepted to go outside the family. 
Jeff and Morris here on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jeff? Hey, how you guys doing? Good. What's up? Yeah, so yeah, these people who call in the show and they, they bash on the 85 Bears, they're pretty clueless. You know, they're like, I would consider like fair weather fans and don't know much about the history of football because, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'll be 40 this year. I don't remember the 85 Bears, but I've watched plenty of highlights. I own three Bears jerseys, uh, so I own a Walter Payton, I own a Mike Dicka, and I recently just bought a Justin Fields, and that's how much I believe in that guy. So um, as far as the you know, 85 Bears go, that was magic. You know, it was lightning in a bottle, uh, you know, and uh, anyone who wants to not talk about it, they're just foolish. Like, like, Jeff, like you sound like a Bears fan. Oh, I'm a diehard. Dude, I've been, like I said, I've been watching them since, uh, like, I remember, I, I called before Tommy played at a, a soccer game of mine, a basketball charity game. Uh, um, but uh, I've been watching, like I said, I remember Tom playing when I was little. Uh, I, I, I remember Raymond Harris, Rashawn Salam, Curtis Enos the Penis, uh, all oh. these bad, <laughs> bad, bad players. You know, this organization does not, hasn't known how to draft players, and that's why, like I said, we've been in the shape we've been in because it's bust after bust after bust. So this pick this year, this is like the trade for Herschel Walker with the Cowboys. If they can, if they can like maybe trade the first to the second, maybe the second to the fourth, and then maybe even trade like uh, the fourth to like Oakland or uh, the Titans or something, and just mass these draft picks. And if this uh, Ryan Poles knows how to draft players, I mean, they can hit the mother load. I love it. Trade trade with the entire division, right? Let's do it. Go from, go from the Texans to the Colts take to from the all Titans. Of them. Yeah, take from all of them. <laughs> that would, the trifecta. Yes. How great would that be? Perfect. Three out of the four teams in the same division do a trade down. That would be glorious. I love him. That was a great call. All right, 312-332-3776. Charlie, uh, one of the youngest members of our crew, got a little advice from his mom heading into the party tonight. Who happens tonight. to be younger than the two of us. <laughs> no, not younger than oh, me. Oh, younger than she, me. But um, she, got, she gave him some advice going into the party tonight on not being the lampshade winner. We'll, uh, we'll share that with you coming up next. Take your Blackhawks game day to another level with a game day experience package. Take a tour of the Blackhawks locker room, skate on the team's practice rink, and enjoy a pregame buffet in style, all before puck drop at the United Center. Make your next Blackhawks game a night you won't soon forget. Visit Blackhawks.com slash experience to secure your spot today. That's Blackhawks.com slash experience. Chicago's home for sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Waddle and Sylvie are back on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. So we're uh, heading out to a uh, ESPN 1000 party with all of our co-workers. It's an early spring break gathering. I'm calling it a non-holiday holiday party. Waddle's got the early spring break party. It's a very early spring break. It is. It's not even the end of January yet. What do uh, So, Charlie, uh, we were talking earlier. Charlie's in for Meller today. Well, somebody referenced, I think. I think uh, Mom was listening to the show, and someone was referencing whether or not Charlie, Charlie was a leader in the clubhouse, one of the favorites. 
to win the old lampshade award tonight. Yeah, the goofball of the party. Yeah, yeah. My mom's a big fan of the station. She's always listening on the ESPN Chicago app out in Oregon. But yeah, so she she heard you guys talking about this. And then she goes, if so, behave. Don't be that guy. And then she said, pace yourself, drink lots of water, and then all caps, don't get hammered. Trust me. I think that's all wonderful advice. It's the kind of advice I would give to my children, my adult children, three of them who are all older than Charlie. But you would say to Charlie as a coworker, go get hammered. Go get your drink on, bro. That's what I would say to you, but <laughs> you're not my son. And she said but I would echo your mom's thoughts about, you know, be responsible, drink some water, don't get in any trouble. Get some liquid IV, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she said uh, we ha- uh, we have lampshade wearer in our DNA. So, oh really? Yes. Oh, really? So you're prone. See, you're you prone. gotta recognize. We're that. pushing them to the to edge this. tonight. Not, not enough people recognize that you've got to drink the water. You've yes. got to have it's a, game a glass of it water. Is. Yes, I believe. I'm not sure, but I believe that Charlie won't be by himself tonight. So maybe your behavior will be better. Yeah, I'm, I'm bringing my girlfriend, so probably gonna. Be a little, uh, little off the gas pedal. Okay. Do you have Probably a different not. personality you around your girlfriend? No, no. Because no. uh, Shay, uh, I saw Shay after a Bears game with her, and I saw Shay the next day, and she was like, he was like, you guys feeling all right? And we were like, and I was like, yeah, it was a little bit of a rough morning, but. Yeah. All right. It's okay. You're young. You can bounce back. We have fun. Yeah. Tell me if you like this parlay really quick, and then okay. uh, we, we gotta got to run. I took no um, Bulls related Bulls uh, Hornets. I bumped it up to Hornets plus nine and a half. <laughs> Look, they're on the road. Um, they don't usually play well against the bad, bad team. team. So um, it's a nine and a half. Yeah. I'm giving the Hornets nine and a half. Uh, Zach over twenty three and a half to bounce back from a bad game. Demar over twenty four and a half. Is that points or uh, turnovers? Uh, you funny. Well, what's your what is well it play what is it uh what's the, the uh payout uh plus 336 yeah, i like it so the, only, the, right, one thing, run. the one thing that would bother me would be zach bye-bye we'll talk See to you tomorrow bye-bye. two o'clock be have zach. a great night